Now, Mark Riggle from Milford Asset Management is with us to talk through the latest monthly migration figures. Hey, Mark. Good evening, Heather. Now, we've seen a big resurgence in migration over the past 12 months, but does the data actually confirm the trend? Well, yes, the data today said that the migration is still a thing. Um, so we have 5,000 net new migrants in May. That takes the annualised inflow to around 78,000 people. That's a 1.5% population growth. So not to be sniffed at, it puts us back on track to, to match migration pace that we had pre-COVID when arrivals averaged between 50,000 and a year. But I think it is worth putting this in some context. We had no arrivals for 18 months from the start of 2021. So we've got something of a catch-up to do. And given the acute demand for labour we know the economy's had over the last year, perhaps it's no surprise to see people coming in from other countries to meet that demand. But the key question for us is, is this migration sticky or not? And on that front, today's data did show a slowing in the pace of monthly migration. We had a peak of around 14,000 in March, so we're going to less than half that pace right now. And that drop in migration is almost all due to a sharp increase in the number of people leaving. So the arrivals are staying the same, staying very elevated, but people leaving is ticking up. And if we see labour market continue to soften, I think there's a risk those arrivals also drop off. Okay. Now, are the people leaving migrants who've only been here for a short period, or can we tell if there are increased numbers of Kiwis leaving the country? Well, the, the data does split this out and gives a little bit of insight. So, so what I can tell you is that over the last 12 months, there were net 31,000 New Zealanders that left. Right. So of those, around 13,000 of them left to go and live in Australia. But again, there's probably some catch-up dynamics in play. Kiwis can now do OEs for the first time really in, in four years. Um, but it might also be telling us that more and more Kiwis are finding better opportunities to go and work and live in other countries right now. And let's look at Australia. Now, that outflow we're seeing right now is larger than anything we've seen since the mining boom of the early 2000s. But we know now that migration's more broad-based. It's not just a single industry. And Kiwis are being attracted potentially by those high wages across a range of industries in Australia. Does the migration data change your view on the impacts of migration on the economy or housing or the asset markets at all? Well, in its most basic form, GDP growth is productivity plus population growth. So if we're getting 1.5% increase in population, that is a welcome boost. Um, but there's accumulating evidence that migration might just be short-term catch-up. And the fact that we're losing lots of Kiwis offshore means that I think that boost to GDP growth is not quite as strong as you might first imagine. In fact, this is what the RBNZ's view has been all along. If you look at GDP growth in the first quarter, that was negative, despite the massive surge in, uh, in migration. And so migration should still be positive for the second quarter because we're getting those numbers now and they're still positive. But that tailwind's fading sharply. And I think you can apply that same analysis to the housing market, right? So it's unlikely that population growth of 1.5% is leading to a meaningful increase in household formation because of that mix effect. So while the housing market is enjoying a bit of a, you know, a, bit of a bounce or stability you know, based on RBNZ pause in hikes, I wouldn't expect migration to be a persistent source of demand going forward. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hey, Mark, thank you for running us through that. That's Mark Riggle of Milford Asset Management. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.